Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. Today, I have a special guest, uh, Deason Kai from Keller Williams Real Estate in the Burlingame Peninsula area in San Francisco, um, Silicon Valley. Welcome, Deason. Uh, before we start off, you know, I want to introduce Deason and let, let you guys know he is one of the top eight agents in Keller Williams, and you know, he's been in business for over seven years, but he actually earned that accolade in the first three years. So today we want to get to know more about Deason, um, how he built a winning team, real estate sales team, and how he's grown so quickly to become uh, one of the top producers in the industry. Uh, welcome, Deason. Thanks for coming on to the show. Matthew, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And you're someone that's been in the industry for a lot longer than I have been. And I know that you've always been a really uh, a true business owner versus just an agent. And it's really honored to be on your podcast, on uh, your broadcast, and uh, let's go. I'm excited. Cool, man. Thanks for so much. And yeah, I've been always watching what you're doing. I've seen you grow so quickly. I've been in the business for about 13 years now, uh, more as a business owner, more as a, as a coach and uh, just a broker owner and you know, helping agents grow their business. So it's been a lot of fun. And I've seen you do so much so quickly. And you know, one thing we wanted to know is like, we want to learn more about you and how you've grown so quickly to to the top. So to start off, you know, you became the top eight agents nationally for Keller Williams in three years. You know, how did that even happen? So yeah, no, that's that's I'm very honored. Number one, before I even talk anything, I'm, I'm every day I'm grateful. I'm waking up every day thinking about what I'm doing in life. And you know, having the opportunity to be in this industry, which is real estate sales, and it has given me unbelievable—I mean—returns in terms of what I got back from it. Uh, putting in a lot of hard work, but I mean, the stuff I got back, I, I'm grateful every single day. It's a privilege, and uh, I'm here to share any kind of stuff that I can truly help an individual that's also in the real estate business to elevate and maybe better your business a little bit. So uh, for me, um, you know, I just give you a really quick background. So uh, I came back, uh, I grew up here in the local area, in the Bay Area, here on the peninsula. I went to high school in one of the local cities right by the San Francisco airport, which is Millbrae. And right after, immediately after high school, I went back to uh, China. Uh, in Beijing, the capital city, to study in university. So I was in Beijing for eight years straight. Um, and, you know, after I came back, I had no relationships, no nothing. And that's, you know, I, I did real estate in China, in Beijing in 2008 as an agent. So the only thing that I could think of that I have some passion in and also some experience was in real estate field. So got my license started, everything's history. So basically when I started, because I was gone for so long uh, out of the area, I don't have many connections. So if you think that, you know, you can, you have to, you need a big book of uh, sphere or contacts to start in this business. I can personally tell you, you don't need anything to start. So I literally had five people in my phone. I remember it was uh, my mom, my stepdad, uh, a couple of high school buddies, and like a delivery service or something like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I started from there. So got to, to, to answer your question, uh, for me to get to the number eight agent in all throughout Keller Williams, uh, well, actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to correct that. It's number eight in our region. So... Uh, uh, California, Northern California region, Hawaii region. Total about a little bit over around 6,000 agents. Uh, in the third year of my business as an individual agent, I was ranked number eight in this region, which I was very proud of. I did that purely by 
you know, just working every single day. And I can really break it down what I do. I can share this. All I did from Monday to Friday was door knocking. So for, for people that know about door knocking, it's literally, there's nothing special about that word. It's literally going on the street and door knock each door in your neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, I thought that doesn't work. A lot of agents don't believe in door knocking. They don't want to door knock. They don't feel it's time efficient. And even if they don't have a big book of business, they're not willing to step up and do that work. That work. Why do you do it? Well, the reasons are very obvious for me, Matt. At the time, because I have five people in my phone book, uh, mm -hmm. I I really don't have anyone to start my business, to start calling, uh, or to just even reach out and ask for business. So um, I was very fortunate. I had a mentor when I started in Keller Williams here in Burlingame that uh, mentored me kind of through the first three transactions. Uh, one of the things he said to me, he says, hey, you know what? You have, you have no money. You have no connections. Uh, let me think what you can do. Okay, you can go on the street and say hi to the people that own houses. So that's how I really kind of started with door knocking. So for door knocking too, like, you know, a lot of people talk about it and like, you know, a lot of people are hesitant to do door knocks because they think it's just like, you know, how many doors can you knock actually in a day? How many people are actually going to open the door? And what are you going to say when they see you? Don't they just want to slam the door on your face? So how did that work? How did that work out? Oh, it's horrible. They, they pull a gun on you. Uh, they, no, just kidding. <laughs> Nothing of that will happen, okay? You got to shoot with a dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know what's funny? You mentioned that. I got I don't knock so much. By listening to the dog park, bark and how the dog react behind the door, I can tell if the owner is actually home or just try to hide from me and not answer the door. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, my numbers are pretty straightforward. Uh, I know that I'm in this for the long term. This is my career. So I'm not in the urge to you know, door knock 200, 1,000 doors in one time. I'm doing it every single day, so very consistent. So to start off, I had the honor and the help from my mentor to choose a geographical area where I feel that I can spend time and money into it and keep, keep advertising myself within that small neighborhood. So I chose the neighborhood of Mills Estate in Millbrae, California. It's the entire Mills Estate, we're looking at about close to 1,200 homes. So it's not a huge farm, it's 1,200 single family homes. So all I did was to go out Monday to Friday, every single day I door knocked one block. And a block usually consists of a long one or a short one, but usually it's about anywhere from 30 to 50 homes uh, on a block. So I do that. By the way, in Millbrae, I don't know if anyone watching or listening is familiar, Mills Estate is literally located on a hill. So I'm keeping it very fit because you know, I, I had to walk a lot uh, up and down the hills. I remember I wore about three to four pair of shoes. The heels completely got worn out because the angle of the streets. So I did one block a day, Monday to Friday. How often would you go back to the same block? Like how long would it take you to get to get back to the same one? Uh, typically from my experience, uh, it would take about a month and a half, uh, around a around month and a half uh, to get back to the same door. When you actually knocked on these doors and you're in Mills Estate, which is a, you know like a, a pretty much like, like a luxury area, like what did you say? And did they even bother opening the door to you? <laughs> um, I, I, I had all kind of uh, <laughs> feedback from door knocking, but the ones I will tell you is the really, really funny ones or the real bad ones. Those are the ones I remember. 
right? So I can share one too. I mean, the really good ones, typically they're very nice, they're respectful. Uh, actually, one of the person that's always been very nice to me while I was door knocking, every time I came to her door, she is currently my director of operations on my team. Nice. Uh, Andrea, yeah. So she was very, very nice, actually invited me in to show me the house and ask me questions. Those are the good ones. And, you know, sometimes I get a lot of presents when I door knock now. Uh, if I go to door knock, I get free honey, I get cigars, I get all kind of gifts from neighbors because they know me. Um, the bad ones, I mean, the worst, worst ones are just people cursing at you, tell you to get off the property, and the one that doesn't talk open and slam the door on you, uh, on me. So those are the worst. I mean, nothing, but nothing worse than that, though. Do you ever go back to those houses after that? Oh, those are the most fun part because every time I get to the same door, yeah, I push myself to go back to the same door. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Okay, I do. Wow, so that's pretty good. Like you, you door knock five days a week. I think most people don't even want door knock once a year. You know, it's, it's so hard to like get over that fear to go door knock and to actually, you know, see what's going to happen on the other side. But you know, like you say, uh, opportunity knocks. You know, just knock on the door and you'll see what happens, and you never know. And that actually looks like it transcribed into real results. You actually got leads from that, listings from that? Uh, Yeah, it took a little while. So I will say that to everybody that's watching and listening, there's no right way to do to become successful in the real estate business. That's at least for my almost eight years of experience. Uh, Everybody have their own niche and mastery at something. And if you watch each individual very successful agents out there, at least in the local area, and also I'm connected with very, very successful agents nationwide is that they really focus on one thing to focus and they master that. So with door knocking, I mean, I mean, that's that's not for everyone. I want to tell you that. It's not for everyone. The result is very slow. It's kind of like you have to do everything else on the side and you have to do door knocking. It's kind of a long-term game. It's a long line. Uh, actually, the first, I remember it very clearly, uh, after two years of door knocking, I finally got one listing from that. That wow. took two years. That took literally two years. And I want to tell you really quick, just to go over how I got that listing, was literally I was door knocking, and there's two people walking and jogging uh, coming towards me on the other side of the street. Because I was there, I literally in a street just like this, exactly like this, yeah. ran over across the street, blocked them with my hand, hey, excuse <laughs> me, um, to start talking to them. And they had some questions about gardening because they're thinking about doing some gardening. Lucky enough, I've been door knocking for two years in that neighborhood. I know I knew some neighbors that, that had some really nice yard and they might be home. So I told them, hey, why, why don't we do this? Since you're walking this way, let me see if the neighbor in front is at home. Let me door knock the door because I know them. Maybe they will let us in and check out their yard, which very luckily for me, the neighbor was home. I was invited in with these people. So I made a very good impression on them. About two months, about a month and a half later, they gave me a call out of the blue. um, Hey, we we are looking to sell our home and uh, I want to interview you. That's how I got started. Wow, that's really good. It shows how tenacious you are and how like driven you are to you know build that path of success. And actually, two years is really hard for anyone to swallow. It does take a long time to you know get that presence, especially if you're starting with a zero book of business when you're coming back. And yeah. Then you know to do that and to start in Mill, Mills Estate, which is a hard area to start. You know, I think pretty much you dominate the area, and I see your signs everywhere when I'm driving along. I see your signs all down the block. 
like oh that's that's yours i can tell like when it's your listing you know you just you can tell you see the difference between other agents and your listing it stands out and that's pretty amazing that you were able to do that and like you know to have a mentor to help guide you and to show you that hey it's really hard work but in order to get to where you want to be at the top a lot of people choose one one good path and door knocking is a great path actually a lot of top producers all door knock they all do it something yeah. that's you know common uh pretty common for top producers and they know the pain to get to the top is through hard hard work and hard labor and you know uh taking the steps to get there right literally so one thing you hey, mentioned too yeah easy. yes i agree yes nothing's easy in life nothing's easy but i think you, you made it look pretty easy you and other top producers make you make it look easy and we know it's not easy at all but it looks like you guys do a lot of business really quickly and your presence is known everywhere, which is really nice to see. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. One thing you mentioned too is that you used to be a real estate agent in Beijing, and how does that compare um, to the U.S. market? Um, it's it's a little bit different. Um, that's a good question. So I was I, I started in real estate in Beijing with a company called Five I Five J. At the time, it was the second biggest uh, brokerage in China. Uh, I started in two thousand eight, and right after you know I graduated, which is the summer when the U.S. economy and the world economy kind of tanked. So that's how I got in. So the market condition was kind of weird at the time. Um, but the biggest difference is more of a, in China, it's more of a corporate structure where I was hired as an employee uh, slash agent. So I have to be there every day at 8.30 in the morning. And I clock, I clock in and I clock out at 5 o'clock uh, in the evening. And uh, I get a salary pay, which is barely enough to survive. I get a commission, a small commission on each transactions I bring to the company and end up closing. Can you door knock in China like that? <laughs> uh, we did. I did. That's really? how I first started to door knock, actually. Uh, not from real estate, because mm -hmm. after I did about close to two years of real estate in Beijing, and one of my clients that was in insurance uh, uh, recruited me. So I, I, was, I was young. I was tenacious. I was looking for more of a challenge to challenge myself and see what I can do. So I went to insurance and at the time, either you make cold calls or you door knock. And making calls was something that I was fearful of. I tried, um, the mindset was not there. I was younger, uh, my hunger was not there. My determination was not there. It was tough for me to make calls at the time. And I was very active. So I can't really sit still at a chair. So I, I chose to door knock. So because in Asia, it's a little bit different. You have high rises. You were yeah. talking about 50 stories, 60 stories, high rises, office buildings. Uh, that's what I did. I took the elevator, go to the top floor, and start walking down the stairs uh, uh, level by level. Wow. So I did that for a few buildings. I did that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy to do that, too. And I know, like, in here, it's hard, you can't do that. You can't really do that with HOAs and everything going on. But that would be cool if you could door knock every single condo in a you know, like San Francisco, for example, right? Like Lumina building, there's like 650 units. If you can door, if you could door knock every unit, that'd be a lot of great business in that building alone, right? If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be the first one to find out. Then you know, you, make, you can make that happen. So, mm -hmm. like, you've been in business for like eight years, and like, what do you think it takes to become an industry leader, just like yourself? Like, what did it take to get there? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, I think there's so much things to talk about that, but the most important couple bullet points, I would say number one, do the right thing always, be ethical. 
I think that's the foundation of everything. We have to do good business, uh, not anything to you know for the short term. We have to always look at this as a long play, long term uh, career. And how to stay long term and being successful is keep doing the right things, and nothing you know comes back you bad, right? So being ethical very important, okay. And other thing, I think being a industry leader, I won't call myself an industry leader at all because I'm not. I I don't think I'm personally there yet, but definitely that's something that uh, I aspire to become and to help others. So it comes down to inspiring uh, others and sharing, um, helping others, agents in the industry to um, give them ideas, motivation, um, ways and tactics and techniques, tips. Uh, to help them to be better as well, and then I think the mindset of the industry leader need to be in someone that need to have a, a mindset of being abundance. Nothing is do not have a so if someone have a scarcity mentality, which meaning that oh my god, if you take this business, I get nothing. I don't eat. So every time we're competing, uh, if I take more, you take less. You take more, I take less. I don't think that's the right mindset. An industry leader will have a mindset of abundance. There's plenty of business for everybody out there, and in this industry, I will say truly, there's not really a secret to become successful. It's really just the path is out there, the ways are there. It's about putting into the work and being consistent. So someone that's coming from abundance, which they will share all their experiences with whoever that's interested and also wanted to be do better, right? Yeah. And also, I think the last thing is important is always having a learning mindset, open mind, because you know, I mean, for me, there's it's learning every single day. Either even dealing with clients, dealing with uh, my teammates, dealing with everything. It's a learning experience. I don't know anything. I'm always I always keep an open mind, and you know that I think that's very important. Always be learning based. You know, we always want to strive for better. We can always do better. There's never a, I have already came, right? Once someone has that mindset, they're trapped into their own walls and there's no growth. So someone is always looking to grow. I think you're definitely right. And the key words that you just said that many uh, top leaders like yourself actually talk about is like, you know, having abundance, not having scarcity, uh, having a learning mindset, always doing better. Those are kind of the main things that you can see from top leaders. And I think one thing you mentioned about becoming a top industry leader, you're right. It's about becoming able to, you know, sharing your ideas, motivate, helping other agents, uh, regardless of your company or other companies just sharing it on the platform and showing how to become really successful, always being super abundant and saying, hey, you know, there's, there's so much room for growth for everyone. There's so much business that you can show people and be, by becoming a leader, show them how to get to the top as well in their own path. And everyone who actually takes a learning mindset and is open-minded to, to learning and improving and saying, hey, there's no right one right way, but there's many ways to figure out. And Absolutely. as long as you're striving to get better 1% a day, you're always going to just, you'll get there quick, quicker rather than saying, hey, I'm scarcity at mindset. I'm not going to share anything. I'm going to hide everything. It doesn't really help you. and doesn't help create good relationships with agents, right? So like, even for us, like we're always trying to push, you know, hey, here's things you can do better. You can choose to learn or not, but these are things that are proven by top industry leaders and you can slowly adopt, adapt it and improve each part of your business. And that gets better over time. And just like Amazon too, like Amazon even is at day zero. Every day is day zero. What it means is you have room for growth tomorrow, right? There's always a, there's always a next day. There's no 100% perfect. 
you'll never be done. If you're done, then you're actually you're losing. That's right. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Good. I think that that's a good mindset to have, especially as a team leader. That you're always teaching your team that hey, you have to think this way, stay positive and motivated, and help each other because you're not competing directly with each other. You're actually, you know, helping each other grow, right? But there's a lot of agents out there who actually don't think that way at all. Um, all I can say is I think uh, being surrounded by people, by positive energy, and being in the right environment, I think that's very, very important. Especially this industry or any industry, I think,、uh, because especially this industry, because there's so many ways of doing it. Everybody have their own style, and you know, this it's not an easy industry. I would say real estate is probably sales is probably one of the hardest industries you can get into. But also, it could be one of the best industries you get into because the limitation, the potential is is huge, right? Yeah. So, so I think the environment back again. Environment is very important for all the agents that's out there watching this or listening to this.、Uh, I always put it this way: think about a fish tank and a fish. If you everybody everybody go to pet shops and there's different kind of fishes. There's tropical fish. There's regular goldfish. There's different kind. So a lot of fish. Yeah. There's anything, right? So think about this: if you put a tropical fish, a very healthy one, into a not so tropical temperatured water for regular goldfish, that fish will probably not die. But do you think that fish will grow very strong and to reach its maximum potential of that species? No, you can't. Right? It's nothing、yeah. wrong with the environment. There's nothing wrong with the fish. It's just that they're together in the wrong place. That's、hmm. what it is. And I think it's same to all the people out there and agents out there as well. That's yeah. That's a good analogy. You know, looking at fish and then figuring out, like for example, yeah, the water, the environment, the just different surroundings matter, and it, it makes a big difference. You can grow really quickly in in the right environment, but in the wrong environment, not so much. And also, I want to add to that is、um, you don't. I, for me, at least,、uh, I don't ever want to be the bigger fish in the pond.、Mm-hmm. I want to be the smallest fish if possible. Then this way, give me the room to grow and play with the big guys, and really up up my skills and、uh, change my mindset. So that's also one of the things I look for when I am in a certain environment. I want to be the they call it what dumbest person in the room. That's the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you'd be surrounded by the next, you know, five guys around you, and you know, you you become the average of them. But you want to make sure you're always working with great people around you, so that way you can increase your average, right? Absolutely. Cool. So, like, you know, one thing is you built a team, and how did you go from a solo agent to actually starting to build a team? When did you do that? When I do a solo agent to build a team, so that's a really good question. So. Uh, I can answer that really quickly. So、uh, I was a solo agent when I started, and I have no idea that I'm going to build a team while I was a solo agent. It only happens when I start to realize I don't have enough hours in a day to to handle the business that was coming into me. I mean, at least the opportunity was presented to me. So at that moment, and also the second thing is I was working my butt off. I was literally working seven days a week,、uh, very little time for vacation or any kind of break. I was working every single day. Open houses were filled for Saturday and Sunday.、Uh, I was on the on the street, door knocking during the weekdays in the office.、Uh, before, after that, you know, making flyers, doing all that stuff.、Uh, at a certain point, I just feel that man, I can't handle it anymore. If this is a way to become success- successful. I don't know how long I will live. It's it's actually not good for our health.、Right? It's, it's not. It's really bad. 
It's not, and then, you know, you can't really see it right here on the camera. I'm growing a lot of white hair. I mean, white hair popping out left and right on my head. I jokingly tell people every transaction is one hair right here. It's it's great. So, so I thought you young still, you know, it still looks good. It still looks good. You're not not like some people look like they're 30 years old. They look like they're 60 years old now. It's like so bad. They stress the hell out of themselves. Well, you know, hey. So um, at that moment, I, I really wanted to kind of want to break through. So I want to find a way. And you know, for myself, I will say that I I grew by growing up. Um, I was always pretty rebellious. As a teenager, even in my early twenties, I don't like to follow orders. If you want to put it that way, that was my kind of thing, my personality. Um, even when I became an agent, as a new agent, I didn't. I took some big directional stuff, but a lot of the smaller stuff coming to me, I was especially the educational piece, trainings was offered to me. I wasn't really drinking the Kuwait so called, right? I just know that hey, I just need to work hard. I, I make my money. I'm good. But at a certain point, I feel like, oh my god, I, I hit my ceiling. So at that at that time, I was very fortunate. I'm part of a very good brokerage, brokerage, which is Keller Williams. I'm still with Keller Williams right now, and EXP is a great brokerage as well because you're yeah. there right now. Yeah. And also, you know, they're they're very they're similar in many ways, right? So at the time, uh, I started to take courses on how to leverage, how to find leverage in the business, how to work the same but make more. Right. So one of the things that really uh, appealed to me was to actually build an organization, uh, which is a team, a group, so called. That's how I kind of started mm -hmm. building a team. So just following the trainings. Yeah, I think it's the, in the you know the famous Bible MREA book. Everyone should have re should have read it already or multiple times, and a lot of people follow that model. Is that the model you went for too? Yeah, so as I build my business, I follow the seven level business chart closely, which mm -hmm. has helped my uh, conduct a clear roadmap for how to grow each step. Uh, prior to take, and you know, that's that's the huge thing, and that's offered by Keller Williams. Yeah, and then like when you started building your team and you're following the model, you know, and how many agents do you have right now on your team? So currently, we have um, we have six agents, including myself. Well, two of them are brand, brand, well, three of them almost brand new. I literally have one of the agents came join us, Patrick, joined us two days ago. Yeah, and the other agent is waiting for her license. Um, so she's not really an agent yet. And the other newer agent joined us about two months ago. And she's also very new in the business. So really, uh, myself as a seasoned agent, I have Angie, I have Corey and Josh. And both Corey and Josh have been in the business for less than a year. Okay. Wow. It You've grown a team and I've seen you, you know, train your agents and they, you know, they become really successful. They learn a lot and they praise you for everything you've done to help them grow to become top industry leaders as well. And, you know, I, you know, I want to kind of know and dig in, like people wonder, like, how do you train, how do you find the right agents and how do you train them to become top agents just like yourself? Mm. How, did that happen? how did that happen? So just to kind of recap on that, you had an episode with my uh, ex-partner, Alex mm -hmm. Tai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, Alex is a terrific individual. Uh, I, I know, I am. We know each other since high school. I also another individual called Eric Chu. Uh, they were the earlier agents that came on the team with me. Actually, we were together for about three years. So yeah, to answer your question right now, I think right now the most important thing when we hire, uh, the culture fit is the most important. Not so much the ability. We look for individuals who we found share the same values and goals to what the team is 
looking for, right? Also, working abilities, that's secondary. It's it's important to find people who are active and then, you know, that's that's the one two, number one thing is culture. I mean, if the culture fit, it doesn't fit. It doesn't matter how I feel, like how powerful they are or how big of a sphere they are. If they don't align, their goals and values doesn't align with our team. I typically don't move forward with that individual. And now that doesn't mean that that person cannot become a top agent or very, yeah. very, very successful. It's just that for my team, we do very we do pull a very strong emphasis on the culture. I think that's true. Like, you know, like coachability is one thing, and there's a lot of agents, and you can follow the 80-20 rule where 20% will be coachable, the other 80% might not be coachable. And it's yeah. so hard to kind of, you know, push them to become coachable. That's the number one part of it because when they are coachable, it's so much easier to push them to show them the pa different paths to let them right. choose path and once you choose it you can help them accelerate it and show them how fast they can go to top producers you know even in my 13 years in business like we found some really good agents who've gone from you know four million dollars at keller williams and they jumped to 26 32 plus million dollars in sales quickly and it's because they're willing to do what you do out and go out there and do it but they're also willing to listen and learn no matter how big they get they're open to learning constantly the other ones you know they don't want to do the the dirty hard work, the cold calling, the door knocking, uh, everything, prospecting, anything. And they just want to show the place and just sell it, right? But that's not how sales really works. And that's no, a challenge, you know? Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to ask something. Like I tell my, anybody that come to interview on my team, and typically mm -hmm. I want to say this, I only hire newer agents. I don't hire agents that's already seasoned in the industry. Uh, the reason why is just exactly what you said because they don't have any bad habits or any habits. Right? Yeah. It's bringing ingrained into their head how it's going to work. And the other thing I tell them on the first meeting with me, I tell them, hey, you're not, we call it the nice thing to call us, we're real estate agents. You know what the real thing I call myself? Uh, I'm, a I'm a professional beggar. <laughs> That's a good way to call it, professional beggar. That's how we do it because, you know, the reality is we don't, majority of the homes or properties we sell, we don't own them. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the money to buy it ourselves. We're really just a person in the middle. And it's all about asking for business every single day. Just reaching out and asking, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? Anyone else have it? <laughs> That's what we do. That's the job. That is the job. And I think a lot of agents don't go out there and they don't ask it and they don't ask for referrals. They don't ask their family, their friends, their colleagues, their other agents, uh, other people for business. They just sit there and assume it will just, just come. Right, I just go online and post a few pictures of nice houses, and it'll just come to me. I don't have to ask, call, call, and ask, right? You know what? If 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 more and more agents do that, actually, it's not a bad thing for us, Matt. I mean, it's <laughs> the majority of the business. <laughs> yeah, the top producers are the ones who are calling and asking constantly, right? So, are you you still cold calling? Uh, yes, I cold calling meaning like calling to uh, talking to strangers, um, mm -hmm. kind of. Uh, what I call. About three years ago, I, I cold called, uh, meaning literally having a list of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, and using a power dialer and just going through them every single day. I don't do that anymore my, personally myself. My teammates do, do that. Uh, actually, as we speak, someone's out in the office dialing the church 
uh, Google Blast, right? Okay. Straight code, straight code. So for me, all I do right now really is to do a lot of follow-ups. So I have about 6,000 people, a little bit over 6,000 people in my own database. So what I truly do, my core is to just make sure that I have the time every single day to reach out to 10 to 20 contact uh, of them every single day. Um, and the coldest thing I get to is Zillow leads or internet leads that might, they sign up on our website through social media marketing, Zillow. Uh, I, I call them to follow up and that's the coldest thing I do now. Yeah, I think by the time where you're at, you built a lot of great relationships. So people are calling you inbound marketing. Uh, you have great relationships with a lot of sellers, a lot of buyers. So they're constantly calling you for business now, which is a great turn because you know before you used to be a professional beggar. Now you're kind of like a professional receiver, and then you're just helping them do business. And you can tell too because you're as one of the top agents in Millbrae, Mills Estates. You know, I constantly see a lot of business coming your way, but I'm, I know you're asking for business too. But the fact that you keep getting so much business is you know really great because people can just tell that hey when i put my listing with decent it's gonna sell for pretty darn high uh price per foot break records for you that's hard to keep up the momentum though to always constantly break records because i'm sure many sellers want you to break every record every time <laughs> everybody right everybody yeah me too i'll call you today to like break a record for me <laughs> break a record for me i want the record yeah <laughs> That's that's crazy. Um, so going back, kind of like going back to your team a little bit. You got you have new agents and they join your team. And what are you teaching them? So number one, uh, before I go into the teaching part, I will share that um, is just to kind of we'll talk about a little bit about what kind of people we look for, right? To start with, number one, they have to be a good culture fit. Number two, they have to share. Um, they have to have at least we feel that they have the working ability and the ethics of working hard. And one of the other most important is to find people who are active members of the immediate community we serve in, right? My team, including myself, are active volunteering, volunteer members, volunteering members uh, of the local Lions Club, Rotary Club, uh, parent-teacher associations, uh, uh, public school district, uh, Peninsula, you know, Chinese business associations, Mother's Club, all that stuff. So at baseball, uh, boys and girls, baseball, everything. So I'm looking for members like that. So basically, once they come on board, the number one thing for any new agents that came on board, we try to limit, limit everything else, but only to have them focus on one single thing, which is, is to create a habit of how to prospect. That's the only thing they need to learn. Anything else, you can put that on the back burner until something happens. So and that's the hardest thing too, because it's about creating a habit, not about just doing a job. And it takes what what Matthew, what do you think? Ninety days to sixty yep. days, six months, something minimum. Minimum, yeah. Just minimum. to start your habit. Right. So what what does it mean by create a habit? Like me, I have a habit. So if I don't make calls in the morning or I don't make calls today, single day, I do not feel good. I feel horrible. It's just like going to the gym. If you go to the gym every single day, and you skip one or two days, how will you feel? Yeah, you feel oh, bad. Yeah. The muscles are shrinking, right? <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. That is very true. Like You have to create that habit. And I think you're right. As a coach uh, for yourself, team leader, it, creating that habit is really the most important thing. I think a lot of agents get distracted by all the shiny objects out there, and they don't want to do what's the hardest part, which is prospecting and setting like a time block where every day you're doing 90 minutes minimum of cold calling and lead generating in some fashion to create business and doing it for 90 plus days straight 
it's really hard. And most people, most people don't even do it, period. No, they don't. And, you know, yeah. I think 90 minutes is a little short on the new agent part. I mean, we're looking at minimum of three to four hours minimum. 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 I think Alex mentioned that too. Like you Alex, taught him to knock a lot and co call a lot. Yeah, Alex is very, I mean, I see him. I don't know if I see him right now. <laughs> always walking around the office with the headphones uh, halfway on the head. Huh. And, you know, he's making calls. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, he's going to go get some water, talk to some agents, going to the bathroom. He's on the calls. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think I think it's really important to having the mindset of knowing yourself as an agent, a salesperson. What, what are you doing if you're not doing that every single day? Going on social media, looking at Facebook and like, you know, um, trying to message some people, maybe, hopefully, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really not the job. Uh, yeah. If you were hired to do, even working at McDonald's. You clock in, clock out. They tell you exactly what to do, and you're there actually doing the work for four to six hours, four to eight hours. Yeah, but I got I got into real estate just to be independent. You know, I don't want to follow rules. I just want to be independent. It's sarcasm, right? Yeah. I think real estate sales is all about sales. It's all about prospecting. I think that's the number one thing. Like sales drive, sales cures all. So if you just sit there and lead generate all day, everything else will go away. All your problems will go away. The money, the financials, the administrative, all go away once you just focus on the root thing. And I think mentioning too, being surrounded by people like you who have the mindset, who have the tenacity to say, hey, no matter what, every day, you have to make your calls. You have to do it. Sit around us, listen to each other, and just keep calling. And you'll break through barriers every day. And every morning you start, the first 10 calls at least, they all suck. You're not into the habit yet, right? But once you get going, it'll just start you know, going really quickly. And the same thing goes for door knocking too, right? The first couple of doors, you're going to get slammed in your face all day. But after breaking through those barriers every day, then it'll just go up. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard. Exactly what you said, Matt. I mean, the first couple of calls were the first couple of doors. Yeah. Probably the hardest ones. Once you start doing it, and here's, I think it's a mindset thing, right? And we talk about this mindset a lot right now. It's it's really about you have to think about like number one is like why do you choose this path? You have to set a goal for yourself as an agent. Any agents out there listening? I mean, you don't have to do it like me. Don't knock every single day. I have no life for the first couple of years and start to build a team and become successful. You don't need to do that. There's always there's many ways of doing it, but any way you choose or any path an individual chooses, stick to it and have a goal, a mind, a milestones to hit your ultimate goal, say a year ago, three year ago, five year ago. Break that down, work backwards. And you will see what kind of action or at least what kind of activity you need to do to minimum get you somewhere, right? And calculate that. So it's very important. You have to set the right goal. Now, if an individual's goal is say, you know what, I'm comfortable every day, every year, I only need to sell one to five houses. Anything under, like, if I hit five houses, hallelujah, I'm happy, I'm gonna take three months off, I'm out there, right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's absolutely okay. If you're okay with that, then the strategy will be a little bit different. Maybe you don't have to make calls, cold calls, or door knock. But maybe you already have a sphere that you're working with or a group of people that you know, you invest your time into it, right? So what I'm trying to say is it doesn't really matter what you do. It's all about what kind of goal you try to hit. Now, for us, it's pretty clear. You know, My personal goal, I can share with this, I want to be number one in the U.S. in terms nice. of real estate group. Last year, I had the honor of Decent Car Real Estate in 2019. We were rated at a similar size teams, like 10 people-ish. 
very smaller because there's, there's huge teams, like 200 people, 300 people. <laughs> That's crazy. So like, like 10 people a team, we'll rank number 15 out of the entire country across all brokerages. I mean, literally, that's what an honor. I mean, I was very honored. And I mean, but that gave me a lot of confidence that we are only about three times three to become the number one in the country. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's my goal. So if that's your goal, if we share the same goals, which we should definitely connect and brainstorm how we could get there. If that's your goal, everything we talk about right now on this call is the minimum. <laughs> the minimum okay you hear that the minimum so what does it look like to like to get to number one what do you see what's the path to get to number one how do you do it well it's in in <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's it's uh to get to number one spot i mean well the, the thing number one it's just really it could mean anything for me it's a self-accomplishment it's not so much to brag to other mm -hmm. people all that number one is the most important thing is to me it's i proved to myself that i want to I, I i said something that i want to do and that i got there yeah so that's that's the most important of course you can use that we can use that as marketing and all that but hey you know what every agent out there right now at least what i see number one top one percent everywhere right it's, it's, I know it's that. so we don't even know as a consumer who's really number one we're doing really good but like I said, number one thing is self-performance. And that's that keeps me going. That's where my drive comes from. I think you've you know, like I think you find your why and we can talk about that. But like um kind of like Gary V said, and I listened to a lot of his stuff and Tom Ferry and everyone else, but like Gary V said, it's just a proxy, right? Number one is just a proxy. It's all about the journey to get there. And you're ha you're having a lot of fun getting to that journey and just going through each level by level and just breaking all those barriers and accomplishments and getting to the top you know and just you're competing against a lot of great people and like like you said you're you're a competitor you're like an expert archer too right you know so you're you have a competitiveness yeah. inside yourself to you know i don't know about i don't know about expert archer i just, I just <laughs> archery when i was uh in the beginning of my business i was fully bored and have a lot of time and before even i become a real estate agent i try to figure out what i want to do i think i figured it out while i was shooting an arrow in the forest that i want to be an agent <laughs> Okay, but, but but I want to tell you though, man. I mean, here's the ranking is great, but mm -hmm. more importantly, that I really feel that was not expected uh, before that happened is that because we were able to do this amount of business last year, my group we donated, we created a charity fund. I put in hundred thousand dollars into that account. That's not my money anymore. How I much? Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. That's really nice of you. I mean, that's my goal. My goal is, you know, to give. I mean, that's, I found, I feel so honored. And, I, you know, during this whole COVID situation, because we have business, we have money coming in, we were able, our group was able to provide, you know, free lunch for Mills Peninsula Hospital on Truesdale for like over a month, every nice. single day. And then we supported the local business too by ordering food from them. You know, we're talking about all the doctors and nurses in like two departments. The COVID department and also the, uh, I think it was the uh, child, uh, like birth department. Mm -hmm. So we have all this chance to do that. That's the biggest accomplishment I feel so far. And that was completely not what I imagined. That will really kind of uh, excite me and make me happy. And this is happening right now. And this is what I truly look for is to become number one. That's my personal milestone. But really to get there, all these amazing things will happen in the process, giving back helping other people and really feeling more uh, enjoyable and fulfilled from that portion 
versus just purely the business. Yeah, I think that's a really good statement because a lot of people who have the abundance mindset who actually aren't on top give back a lot. And the more you give back, the just the bigger you become. And it's just because you're building a great community and people understand that you're here not to just sell real estate. You're actually here to help people and grow a community and help provide for the community and just share that experience. But by giving back to Mills, you know, the COVID, uh, the nurses and the doctors and everyone, and even the see your, you know, I see your signs on the um, baseball teams, the jerseys, you know, the every, every the Mills, well, Mills High School, you know, so you're giving back and everyone recognizes that. And I think they support you by that too. And a little bit disappointed when you mentioned sports, Matt, this year I did not watch my uh, Blue Unicorns win the championship because uh, the season got cut short. These girls are the cutest ever. They were like <laughs> five years old, and they yeah. were in the blue unicorns. Oh man, softball team! <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're all. I mean, everyone's all kids right now are disappointed about sports and you know being back at school. Right? It's just kind of different right now. Forever. Yeah. Hopefully, it goes back to normal soon. But you know, we'll see about that. But you know, I wanted to jump into you know you. But we've talked about the teams. We talked about growing. I want to talk about you know kind of like the listings the strategies the sales um before we jump into that i actually want to show something real quick let's show this but right now we're going to show one of your recent uh deals that you helped and i think it's one of your one great accomplishment you just did recently and let's talk oh, let's yeah. a quick clip yeah. about that hopefully you guys can hear this I'm gonna love the house. Oh my god! We have a beautiful sliding wall right here. So if it gets over like a nice day like this, indoor outdoor space, you just hanging out, lounging with your friends. Oh, that's my boy Nathan. Nice. We're going to high school together. See. So that's you know one of your recent uh, deals that you know as I saw uh, on the market, I was like, wow, this is an amazing house. Amazing price too. <laughs> amazing price too. I think you just broke all the records. How did that? How did that work? Well, number one, I want to thank uh, the developer, uh, my client, who gave me giving us the opportunity to represent him in such an amazing sale, uh, a beautiful product. Uh, that's number one, very grateful. And that's actually one of my first clients too, that I started in the business, so. Oh, congrats, did you door knock him? <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I met his partner from door knocking. Okay. So his partner wow. introduced him to me, so hey. So that paid off really well. <laughs> that paid off. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that house, um, in terms of strategy, I mean, here's the truth. I, I wanna be very honest about this, I mean, there's a lot of good agents doing amazing business in our area, not to yeah. mention anywhere in the country. I mean, especially in the mid-peninsula area because it's such a tight-knit group of agents. And a lot of them are very seasoned, been in the business for very long. All I did is copy what they do. All I do is copy what they do. Now I go, how do I do that, right? I, 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 I met, all, I used to go on Tuesday broker tours every single day for about four years. Wow. So I met pretty much all the agents. And every time I, I, I see a really nice listing, I'd be sure to take notes on what are they doing. That's that's really making this feeling I'm feeling right now standing in this house, right? 
and also talking to the agents. And you know what? I want to I want to share something. I want to thank someone called uh, you know the um, yeah Atherton, which is the most expensive uh, zip code and city in the country in the USA. Uh, the number one agent there, which is uh, uh, you know the Galaxons, the yeah. uh, brand and uh, Mary, right? Yeah. This is like the top top agent. I mean, their their average price point. I don't even know, man. I don't know twenty mil average price point. <laughs> You'll be there soon. I think that, you know they get some time on you. So one, well, I remember one time uh, going into a uh, open house, and Mary was there. And at the time, I didn't know that she was this huge iconic figure because you don't feel it from her. She's very warm, always a big smile, never discriminating anyone that come in by judging how they look. I was a young guy. I was a very young guy. I mean, an agent, nobody, right? She was all warm at everything. Like the whole feel just made me feel so good. After five years, I still remember that 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 feel that time I met her. So these are the small things I pick up, and later on I find out, oh my god, this is like the number one agent, right? So this is all the things I pick up, I mimic, and copy. So in terms of when we talk about strategy, there's no secret in what we do. Definitely the quality of it, we always look for the best quality in everything. Photos, videos, 3D floor plan, anything that's popular and you know most uh, uh, fancy and beautiful on the market, the marketing we can do, we pay for it. No problem. You know, we, we're not shy. We get pretty good commissions by paying even $10,000 on marketing. That's a three, that's almost a $4 million listing. How much yeah. the commission on that is, right? We wow. know. We know, yeah. we know. It's a right? lot of money. <laughs> even, even spending $10,000, I mean, one of the listings I remember, Alex and I, we had a listing in Hillsborough. I think we on that listing, we spent probably around $40,000, $35,000 total. So, I mean, so we're willing to spend money to really, number one, the benefits, number one, the listing will look fantastic on all marketing sites. Uh, number two, it makes the agent look good, which is make us look good in front of all the other agents, all the neighbors, all the buyers that's walking through the house. So that brand comes out, right? So those are the very important things for sure. Other things are just really care about our own listings. What do I mean by that? I, that house, we just look on the video. Uh, I personally picked out all the big plants, tropical plants and pots from a plant shop in San Francisco, have them deliver over. I'm there like every week, twice a week three times a week making sure the leaves are good watering the plant i'm the guy doing it right wow. we do yeah. have a listing manager that handles the listing and get the listing beautifully ready for the market and also during open houses and after the listing they clean it up but those small details i'm still doing it because why i don't need to do it but i care about it i have passion in it i want it to look at the best as i can make it look and go in there, fix a pillow every one or two days, making sure the pillow has a little crease in the middle. All those small touches matter. You're and, right, it does matter. Yeah, and also I think working with other agents is very important. You always want to sell your listing to the other agents, not purely by like, hey, go ahead and show it, good luck. Yeah. But I really wanted to let them know what's going on with this house, or the background, what's so good about it, why, why is it different from other houses, why would it at this price, give them the reasons. And all these come together, it typically will give you a pretty decent result. Yeah. I think you're right because when you actually, you know, 
add value to the other agent, you're helping the other agent sell the property to their client and you're showing them all the reasons why, all the comparables, all the little details that matter, the neighborhood, this, everything that matters about this individual property that stands out and shows why the price deserves what it should be and why you list at this price, it matters rather than saying, hey, come here, take a look at it. I'll sit down, just wait for you on my phone, looking at Facebook or whatever, and then you'll sell it for me, right? I don't, I don't need to look, I don't need to worry about it. But that's not really how you sell real estate. You have to show kind of like the, like you, you show the passion about the property, you show why it's so amazing, right? And how come it's worth that price. And even for this property, I think you broke a record in the area, right? I did. Yeah, that's the highest uh, sale, sale sold price. It will be sold next week. It will be the highest sold price in the history of the zip code. Yeah, All right, so that. everyone call decent. We'll go have dinner and some get some Wagyu beef, right? <laughs> If it's open, that's crazy. But that's you know that's great that you're breaking a record in the area. I'm sure all your other clients in the area will be super happy that you're able to do that, and you know that affects the neighborhood pricing, right? It does. It does. And I think come back to the same question, uh, maybe reverse. Uh, mm -hmm. How do we? Because we, we do a lot of buyer transactions as well. I think right now I had to check the chart. I believe that my team is one of the top top. Uh, buyer team as well in Simitel County that we do a lot. I know that my uh, good friend Wilson Leong is doing great at that as well. I think we're right right there with them uh, in terms of helping buyers as well. Uh, last year, we sold 104 properties and good 60 transactions are buyer listing, buyer proper, uh, buyer transactions. So how do we get the best result for the buyers? It's a little bit different with sellers. Well, number one, we have to really know the market working with buyers, right? So by knowing the market, meaning that we know how much a home should be going for. Yeah. What's the real market value? Instead of guessing. Because as a listing agent, I see a lot of out-of-town agents. And by the way, do not hire. If you're a buyer, I want to give you a tip right now. Use a local agent. Hmm. And the reason why is as a listing agent, we see a lot of out-of-town agents come and write offer on our listings because they don't understand the market very well. We were able to influence them and when they write the offer, oh my God, the price they come in at is amazing. And people are like, oh my God, thank you very much. We like as a listing agent, but as a buyer, you're working with an agent, you truly don't know that you actually overpaid for the property. Yeah. Truly overpaid for the property. So definitely working with the local agent and some of the agent, know your market, very important, do your research. Number two, truly understand what the buyer's needs are and wants and ask by asking really good questions. There's one rule in my team. We do not show any properties to any buyers if the buyer is not willing to do a buyer consultation with us to start. And that will be a 45 to hour appointment where we truly do a face-to-face. -face. Well, right now it's on Zoom. We truly dig down to asking the real questions on the true needs. And also with that said, are they truly ready to buy financially everything, right? So by understanding all those needs, it's a lot easier to identify well, it's not more efficient to identify the properties that actually fits them. That's and, true because you're helping dig into what they really want and you're helping them figure it out now before going out to show property and qualifying them, making sure they understand their finances, get pre-approved, ready to go, and they understand what they want. Because you, in detail, you're an uh, experienced local realtor. You understand the market already. You can say, hey, are you really looking for a fixer-upper, cosmetic remodel, or a brand new development, or what you really want? And here's the price points you're looking, looking at they won't fit unless you're, you know, you have to kind of like, you're helping them identify quickly what they need. And especially with COVID now you're doing it over zoom, 
making it much more easier. And if they don't want to do that, then they're probably not serious enough to work with you guys. No, it's not. Well, maybe they're serious, but it's not good fit for at least how we do business. Yeah. We have a way of doing business. Yeah. Looks like it looks to be proven, you know. I think some people out there just go, oh, You have a new buyer, I'll call, I'll go meet them in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guilty. I, I did that for, for a long time. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm not doing it anymore, right? Yeah, you just learn from making mistakes, feeling forward. And one of the essential, essential, and we all know this as agents in this neighborhood is building good rapport with other agents. Yeah, I think that, so, that matters a lot. That's between winning and not getting the house. There's no second place or third place if it's multiple offer situation. There's only one person that's going to get the house. And that matters. The agent relationship, I would say, is a good 30 to 40% of the battle. That's true because they'll fight for you and for your for your deal because they'll know you're a strong agent who will actually make the deal close versus, hey, this is an agent I never heard of. Or they have a pretty bad history of the way they work, do business. And then that the relationship matters really quickly, and I think some newer agents kind of forget that relationship part, and they just kind of like you know go gung ho about it. At least, I mean, you don't have to do anything major. At least show up to what agents are, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, go on those group San Mateo County Zoom calls, San Francisco Zoom calls with the board, with all the agents. Put your face out there, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's already better than not even show up, right? People don't know who you are. So that's minimum you can do, of course. I mean, that building relationships takes time. And it's about, you know, you have to be patient. But that's very important. Yeah. Cool. So we're, we're about to wrap up real quick. But I actually want to give some quick questions for you to uh, kind of go through. So like yeah. one is, how important is web presence, social media versus relationships and, you know, calling and following up? Yeah, I, I, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say that relationship is the foundation of everything, right? Uh, relationship means this. Relationship means that you have already, we have already built trust between the client and us. And when you have trust, amazing things happen, right? I'm willing to, as an agent, if the client, I feel the client trusts me, I will willing, I will automatically willing to work harder for that client versus a client that's penny pinching or doubting what I'm saying to them, right? You just like, oh. the relationship is so important because that's what we do. We're in a relationship business. If you have no relationship, it's very difficult to do business to start with, right? Relationship makes everything easier. So I'm a relationship-based person. And I put a lot of strong emphasis on that. You know, I also one of the things is this. I always tell all my agents too, like, Hey, we'd rather not do the business, do the transaction, lose the deal, but we need to keep the relationship. That's how important that is. Because there's endless possibilities when you have a relationship. If you don't have a relationship, even though you're working with a lot of online leads and all that, it's just one-time thing, very likely. There's nothing coming back to you. Now, let's talk about the internet and online presence. That's something that I, I want to say. I, I'm not the expert that you should be talking to. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, messaging me the last, last, a couple of days ago, a few days ago, regarding uh, one of my links on Facebook not working. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the expert on that. But what I understand, my understanding with uh, internet marketing, is probably the one of the most efficient way and the cheapest way to get the brand out there to the public. Yeah. Exposure is very important. Now, does it mean that if you only focus on internet, you will be the top agent? It's not guaranteed. 
right? Because everything else we just talk about in the beginning of the call, the work and all that, that needs to be there. But the internet is just one portion. It's definitely going to help us by reaching out to more people out there, right? And then just more, if, if they have, they, they, they're thinking about buying a home, they don't have an agent in mind, they see you all the time on social media, on Google ads, there is a very likelihood that you will get a call. Now, it doesn't guarantee that you'll get a business, but at least you get a shot. Right? I think that's my understanding of internet presence um, for that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because I see, like right now, lately, I see you do a lot more videos. You're showing more exposure. And you're changing because everyone's changing. But for 2020, I see a lot of top agents adopting video marketing now and actually doing it. And I think the reason we talk about this all the time is because you're I'm being able to hear, see you, understand you, how you work, the way you talk, the way you act, how you conduct business. And when you're showcasing yourself on all these amazing properties, it makes it more likely like, hey, I want to buy a property in that area. And first comes to mind is going to be you. And that uh, it's, I already kind of understand how you work and how you market properties. Okay, I want to work with you on that. But if I've never seen you on social media or anything, everyone searches you nowadays on consumers. They search for you, look at your name, see everything about you. And if I, if it looks really bad online, then they're probably not going to want to work with you. If I, if I can't even find your phone number, I can't even contact you. I'm just going to give up after like seven seconds, right? Go next agent. Absolutely. I think one of the things is that for any all the agents that's watching now, that doesn't maybe feel like maybe there's an easy way for you to get more business directly from internet. Here's a stat that I heard from uh, having a mastermind with the Keller Williams leadership is that the average conversion rate for internet lead is nine months. Mm -hmm. That's average. So that think about that. Think about that. It's work. It's not about they signing up our website and nine months later they buy or sell. It's about you have to do the all the, we have to do all the follow-ups during that entire nine months to get to the, 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 the line, right? That's a reality. And the conversion rate for internet leads are a lot lower than a lot of the other traditional marketing we do. Um, but you just have to reach out to more more crowds, right? It's not guaranteed. It's all in the follow-ups. You're right. It's all in the follow-up. And, and online is just about exposure. The more exposure you can get out there quicker, the more people see you, the more chances you have of conversion. And it is a long path to get to the conversion. But when you're have a lot of presence over time it'll become a lot easier to get to that and even some of our agents like spencer he's you know hit over 30 million this year alone as a solo agent and he's been doing all online presence a lot of video marketing but he also does his calls he does his follow-ups he does he does everything he's like a machine just like you in the sense that you guys do so much business so quickly you know oh spencer it's, it's funny you mentioned spencer because uh we spoke uh when he first got his license yeah <laughs> nice on the business and all that stuff. You know, I'm going to tell you, Spencer is an amazing individual. The work ethic Spencer has and the focus he has is very special. And from the beginning, I knew he will be very successful at what he does because he's so focused and determined. And he has a very, you can feel his drive when you meet him, right? Yeah, you can feel it. <laughs> Someone that's, I have no doubt, if he's just focused, he will make it. Yeah. But not everybody out there is like that. It's hard to find that special people who are like that and to be able to drive so far up the, you know, the chain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. We're about pretty much ran out of time. It's so much fun talking to you. I can talk to you for days and just talk about everything. And I love to talk to you about, you know, like all the marketing, the technology, the systems, the processes, but you know, for now we'll catch, probably catch you up on another episode uh, soon and just learn more about what you're doing, but it's been amazing watching you grow. I can't wait to see more. We're all so young still. So we have a lot of time to grow together um, and be in the same areas. It's been a lot hey, of fun. 
Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for the opportunity. Next time, I love to talk to you about really digging down on one subject and really mm -hmm. break that down and share with all your viewers uh, how maybe it could help them on their business. Okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Matt. Thank Let's you so that. much. And how do people reach out to you? Uh, you can find me, search my name, Decent Kai on the Google. You'll find me because it's a very unique name. <laughs> or you can just look at the screen right now. You can email me on this email. Or you can call me, 650-622-2156. And we're here. We're here to help. And also, if you're looking for a good agent to list your home or interview a couple agents, including myself and Matt, please. He's also a very, very good agent. So. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for that. So everyone, check out our podcast, The Truth About Real Estate, Events and More at MatthewMod.com, and it will be on Apple Podcasts uh, momentarily. And we'll talk to you soon, Decent. Thanks. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye.